Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Right, on the count of three, let's all do it together. One, two, three. Are you ready for a good time? I know that's the SmackDown theme tune. <laughs> But WWE doesn't seem to know the difference anymore, so why should I? And that's right, it was a brand split joke. We are going for low barrel humor today, but hello, my name is Simon from What Culture, and welcome to my Ups and Downs show. Why I'm presenting this like I'm a kid's TV presenter, I have no idea, but we shall take this, the temporary fist of power. Look, I can move it again, we're slowly getting there, and we're gonna give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down when it comes to the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I can describe the start of Raw is that Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman and the Usos came out to go, hey, and after they had said their usual shtick, RK bro jumped them and gave them some of the most satisfying RKOs you ever gonna see in your life. The reason we zoomed through that though is because this kind of felt zoomy in the best possible way. Because as soon as Roman was like, oh no, they're beating up Jimmy and Jay, Drew McIntyre started heading to the ring. And I tell you, this sword he's got is just a prop. Because he came marching out with it. I was like, oh, he's gonna chop off Roman Reigns' head. He just dropped it on the floor, and then they started a fight. Everybody then got involved with just having this massive melee before all the six guys. Of course, that is now the match at the paper premium live event. But even Byron Saxon was like, oh, well, we're going to have to tune into SmackDown to see what's going to go on here. So just between you and me and nobody else, kind of feels like WWE made Roman Reigns the WWE super duper champion. Didn't have much of a plan. I mean, at the moment, I don't even know why Drew McIntyre hates Roman. I mean, it can't be his hair and beard combo. I'm looking in a mirror. And of course, it's all to try and make the backlash match feel as important as you can be. But that was always going to be a struggle after you took away my unified tag team title match. I was very excited about. Everybody calm down. Still fun up. We then just had the craziest backstage kit because of course we did. It's Monday Night Raw. But Ezekiel and the Street Profits were hanging out playing Nintendo when they interrupted by Chad Gable, Otis and Kevin Owens because these three have now come together to decide, listen Ezekiel, you definitely cheated on that lie detector test. We did some research and it's definitely possible. So bring it down, that is 72 interruptions in WWE and 111 in all of professional wrestling. And of course, 
this was leading to a six-man tag. Now, I don't want to be that guy, but maybe WWE's doing this a little bit too much. Owens also threw a drink into Zeke's face before they all ran off, but the best part of all of this is, of course, that Kevin Owens and Chad Gable are teaming together once again. It makes my heart feel like flowers. And then it was time for this match. I mean, why bother waiting around? One day we're going to be dead. What you really need to do, though, is go and watch some of the wrestling between Chad Gable and Montez Ford, because my word, they have such good chemistry in that there squared circle. And some of the suplexes that Gable was dishing out, well, I've been on dates with people that weren't as attractive as this. As ever, Owens just works his ass off too, and he is such an asset to any company on this entire planet. And look, the experiment is working here. Because when Ezekiel did get the hot tag, he ran wild and people in the crowd started to go, yeah, get him, Zeke, kill him. He almost had Chad Gable beaten too before Otis made the save. And this is when Kevin Owens and Ezekiel started to get into it. And then Chad Gable was involved too. But KO tripped Zeke and that allowed Chad to use the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the backwards and the bad guys got the win. Kind of does feel like WWE is over-relying on these massively right now, especially because of the backwards, and we'll talk about that in just a few seconds. But look, again, Owens and Chad Gable together rock, although I want to make sure we keep the Street Profits being all like, oh, we've got attitude now. Because Corey Graves did mention this on commentary when it came to this match. They didn't do much of any of it. But then found out that if AJ Styles beats Damian Priest later, Damo will be banned from Backlash when AJ Styles takes on Edge. I was like, well, that's not going to happen, is it? Because even if Priest is losing, he can just get down on one knee, turn the lights off, and the match will magically just stop. We also have started heading away from Sonya Deville being in a general manager role because (laughs) Pierce told her... She was going to be in a six-woman tag team match. I mean, someone suggested this once, and now we've gone crazy with it. And when Sonya went, well, why don't we make it a no-holds-barred contest? Adam Pearce said, no, the board of directors has come together. And when you were wrestler, you were wrestler. This is probably the best way to do it. She's pretty damn good in the ring. Somebody then definitely remembered that James Ellsworth used to be a thing because Burt Hansen was stood in the ring and he was about to face Veer. But before he did try and get the surprise win, we interviewed him. Burt was like, well, it's been my dream to be on Monday Night Raw and I worked down the road at the barbecue steakhouse place, but now I want to beat this man. So we ran at him. And well, he didn't do much of anything. Because, of course, eventually Veer applied the cervical clutch in order to crush his cervix. Wait, no, something's gone terribly, terribly wrong here. He got the win, and afterwards he did it again. And poor old Bert, he basically passed out. And look, while it does feel like this is losing momentum, it's totally the right thing to do. We have decided to make Veer the monster hill, so he should be squashing fools but he needs a proper feud soon, and he needs to win that one as well. What will happen, he'll probably take on Bobby Lashley and Bob will win, but look, fine, whatever. And then Edge was here, kind of promo. (laughs) Somebody got really mad at me last week because I said I don't really understand this, but as I've said before, and as I will say again, it is just one bald man opinion. If you disagree and you like what Edge is doing at the moment, then why would you get flubbing upset? Because you live in the time of your life. The sports entertainment is entertaining you. But for me personally, I don't get it. Like he said, they were Judgment Day, which is definitely playing fast and loose with the English language. And then when we, the fans, can't look in the mirror because when we do, we're disgusted by what we see. So, yeah, that's true, Edge, but that ain't nothing to do with you. That's just life, the roller coaster of death. Edge then also lowered the bar because he was all like, oh, well, we're in North Carolina, so you probably couldn't have even found your seats because you can't count. So I sit there and I thought, well, maybe Elmo's going to turn up. We'll do a nice little Sesame Street thing like, Elmo, what have you count? 
Didn't happen. And thank goodness it didn't, because if that version turned up, the demon elbow, I'd be absolutely terrified. And then once again, the rated R superstar started insulting sports teams. And he's being all spooky-wooky. Imagine if The Undertaker came out and went, Rest in peace. Also, I hate the Green Bay Packers. You'd be like, nah, it doesn't work. He then also decided he hated the audience's teeth, which is a very specific thing to go after. And look, I'm just going to say what I always say. Presentation, great. Edge in terms of how he says words, great. But what he's saying, I just sit there staring off into the distance. I'm so confused. It's like 92 characters in one. I still got to give it a doubt. This did lead to AJ versus Priest, though. And I liked their match a few weeks ago. We did get a finish. And I thought it was pretty good. The idea here, too, is that Styles now has an injured shoulder after everything that Judgment Day has done to him over the last few weeks. That didn't really slow him down because both these dudes were just zipping around. I mean, Styles got out of the razor's edge and he hit a Pele kick and then he was going for the phenomenal forearm, but Priest hit a choke slam instead. Really quite good. We kind of didn't make AJ look like a geek because he just let go of the calf crusher because Edge was on the outside dancing and I was like, oh man, they're going to have AJ Styles lose again. But actually, I was wrong. Because after the referee had basically dealt with this, AJ Styles hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment. And he did get the win. Now, in terms of the work they did here, up, however. Between Raw and SmackDown, we have done way too many surprise roll-ups. Like, if you take all the matches we did on SmackDown and you segue them into Raw, I'm pretty sure there were four back-to-back that ended with a flipping surprise roll-up. Also, we should be veering away from this because Xavier Woods is trying to get over the backwards. And don't come in my house with that nonsense saying, oh, Simon, it wasn't a surprise roll-up. It was a cradle. It was a small package. Or it was a backslide. No. They all come under the same banner. We need to calm it down. And it's getting it down. The really exciting bit was that afterwards, Edge and Damo jumped AJ Styles. But do you know who made the save? Flubbing Finn Balor. Now, if you know the history between these two people, you too would have got pumped. And they too sweeted each other. And look, all wrestling promotions can use more factions. Much like in real life, you don't walk outside without having some friends you can rely on. So I sit here cautiously optimistic. Please, the love of everything, don't screw it. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? 
a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. And then fell off my chair because Cedric Alexander hunted down Omos and MVP, said, look, I've got a match later, and if I do well, can I be in your group? I'm like, Cedric, you are a suck of a punishment. You got kicked out of the Hurt Business around about 92,844 times. Why don't you learn? Omos is pretty good here, though, because after MVP said, all right, we will watch, and then we'll make a judgment call. Omos just went, leave. I was like, how do we make Cedric look even sillier? We then didn't go back to the future because it was Miss TV and his guest was Mustafa Ali. And I had to check my DVR to make sure I wasn't watching last week's Raw. And I know that he was the surprise guest. This really did feel very similar. The joke this week was that Miz was playing around with him and his music didn't really work and neither did his microphone. And he said, oh, Mustafa Ali, you're now upset. Don't go and complain on Twitter. So we are going full in with this. However, it was Miz that was the butt of the joke because when he went to use another microphone, he grabbed the wrong one and it didn't work. Mustafa also had a good line here when he was all like, look, we're talking about complaining and the only thing people want to complain about is the fact that you still work here, which is when it turned out Miz had invited somebody else to the show and of course it was Austin nope throw it away theory I swear his new character is just a 10 year old that wants to cause carnage too because he got in the ring and he was like one Miz I chatted to Vince McMahon and that loss you suffered last week has been struck and stricken from the record but also two I got him to agree to a handicap match so right now we're gonna beat up Mustafa Ali and yes this was just theory and the Miz running through Ali before they got the win after the skull crushing finale while I was a little bit like huh let's look at it this way should Mustafa Ali lost? No, he shouldn't have. But did he lose to two people? Yes, he did. Also, if this all does end with Mustafa Ali becoming the US champion, my word, I would do backflips. I'm a little worried that's not going to happen, but I'm still going to give it an up. And that is doubly true because afterwards, once again, Champa did jump Mustafa. And man, I need that match. Hell, do it on Sunday for I care. Just don't do it on the pre-show because if you give them 10 minutes plus... They're going to light up your life. Nikki Ash then won the 24-7 title as all the usual 24-7 goobers were chatting. I mean, Dana Brooke was so mad at Reggie, like, why didn't you protect me? Why didn't you protect me? And demanded to have a rematch later. Problem, when the 24-7 stuff tries to be serious, I get very upset. This match was also next to, and this is exactly what happened. Dana Brooke did win back the 24-7 championship because of course she did. And even though the likes of Reggie and R-True tried to win it off her, they weren't able to. To the point Dana stood on Alan the announce table and shouted at Reg, I can't believe you did that to me. I want a divorce. And she just legged it. I'm like, man, she weird. So yeah, when we do do this stuff, I want it to be as dumb as possible. Like imagine Reggie had flipped into the screen and he was dressed as Dana Brooke. He had pinned her and she was so confused because he was dressed as her. She was like, ah, sweet. I'm still the 24-7 champion. This is the levels that I want to go to. And instead, we're kind of just doing match followed by another match. Giving it a down. Quick making Lynch promo after this, and she was all like, Oscar didn't live up to higher end of the bargain, because after I went away to be a mother, I told her to be a warrior as the women's champion, and she didn't because she just vanished from TV. Now, that is true, but she did get injured. But as ever, I'm very excited about this feud. And then, for some reason, it was Seth Rollins' appreciation night. 
I mean, it would have been nice if somebody had told me I would have dressed up. It's all due to the fact that Randy Orton got one last week, so now Seth thinks he deserves one. And the best part here is he turned the lights off. He had a spotlight put onto him as all the fans sung his music. Watching this going, man, this is great. This is also because at WrestleMania, it was Cody Rhodes that stole his limelight, so he's now trying to get it back. Although it didn't work because all the fans started to go, Cody, Cody. So Seth told them to shut up and also said, I'll be my own spotlight. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> let me process that. So you're going to become a light and you're going to shine a light on yourself. No, it doesn't work. Because we were doing this, Rollins said, well, thankfully, I went to the effort to remind you I'm the greatest wrestler ever with this video package. And when he pointed to the screen, Cody Rhodes interrupted instead. This is genuinely one of my favorite interruptions in ages. And bring it down, that is 73 in WWE and 112 overall. They also talked about flowers for a while, which was a little bit strange. But Cody's main thing was, what is the deal, Seth? Why are you getting so upset? I've been nothing but a professional ever since I've come back. I've said how great you were. I just happened to beat you at WrestleMania and that's that. It didn't help because this is when Seth started going <laughs> and decided that the American Nightmare was delusional, much like his old man, because just as Dusty didn't deserve to win the WWE title, nor does his son. I was like, oh my god, shots fired. Rollins then attacked Cody, but thankfully Rhodes was able to fight back and he nailed him with the Cody cutter. And look, this feud is so good. All of the things they're doing is so entertaining and so intriguing. I now think this should main event WrestleMania Backlash. Now it won't, but I have no idea what's going to happen here. Like I want Cody to go 2-0. This is WWE we're talking about, so Seth Rollins can get his win back. Just tremendous all around and it isn't up. We then wish The Rock a happy 50th birthday for the 82nd time on this episode of Raw. And I wonder why we did do that when it was time for Bobby Lashley versus Cedric Alexander. And I had the fear again. And I was right too as well because it wasn't as if somebody got in a time machine and gone, we need a dominant win for Bobby Lashley. Who can we have him destroy? Someone just pulled out Cedric Alexander. I mean, they even acted like maybe, just maybe Cedric was going to win because almost instantly out came MVP and out came Omos. There's 74 interruptions in WWE and 113 overall. And Umvup even started commentating over Bobby's match like, oh, you're crap, Bobby, you can't do it. Of course, this made absolutely no difference. So after Alexander went for a dive, Lashley caught him, threw him into Barry Barricade, gave him a spear, put him in the hurt lock. Mr. Alexander had no choice but to dab out. And look, I love Bobby Lashley, and he has this amazing new entrance that makes you go, oh man, he's such a star. But we could have picked anybody here. Why did we have to do it with said? Let's it down. Liv Morgan then told us that Rhea Ripley may have a problem, but it's not with her, and maybe she should look inside. So, of course, we're going to do that match soon. <laughs> we did the WWE thing. When you say, here comes the main event... And around about 15 minutes later, you get the main event because they're just so obsessed with recaps. However, in between all of that, we did have this quick segment where Nikki Ash was sat on a crate like, oh man, I'm such a sad superhero, when Dewdrop finally returned to Raw and she put her hand on her shoulder and said, are you done playing around? Nikki was like, yeah, yeah, I am. So if we are going to make Nikki Ash and Dewdrop a tag team and actually push them properly, well, once again, Everybody go into your, oh, this could be good stance. 
And let's hope that it goes okay. It was then time for our main event and the earlier announced six-woman tag as Becky Lynch teamed with Rhea Ripley, who was also teaming with Sonya Deville, to take on Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Asuka. This was really fun stuff too, especially because we teased a little something between Lynch and Oscar, but also because we teased something with Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. And as I've said before, and as I will say again until it happens, we need to get these two together in a big long-term program soon. I promise you this, they will smash it. It was Liv who got murked for a little while by the bad guys until the hot tag went to Bianca Belair, and you know how this goes. She's such a good baby face, she just gets the right reaction every single week. I mean, how can you not like her? She just got good feels. Oscar then got somewhat of a less hot tag, but she still went absolutely crazy too, and also did this awesome double team with Liv Morgan, where Oscar hit a hip attack onto Sonya Deville, who went flying into Liv Morgan's codebreaker. I was like, man, that was really good. I mean, that should have been the finish right there, and it would have been if it wasn't for these meddling kids or Becky Lynch. And around about this stage, ha, is where the tag accent went off, and everybody was in there, and it was just boo, 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 boo. Sonya was able to use all this fracas to hit a knee right into Liv Morgan, face and it looked like she was going to get the victory but she put her feet on the ropes which the referee did notice there she is abusing her power again so Liv Morgan was able to hit the oblivion she got the pinfall (laughs) I didn't see that coming Rhea Ripley is probably going to kill her still though this was a really fun way to end Raw and a really good match so I am going to give it an up let's just hope we spawn off the right feuds from this sure the correct people win. Which brought us to the end of another episode of Monday Night Raw and there's still some really weird stuff going on but I stand by it. Ever since WrestleMania, if WWE just got their main event picture sorted, they are doing all the right things and I'm giving it that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.